This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by AgentYouTube.com. Would you like more leads that find you instead of you finding them? Let the YouTube agents show you how. The YouTube agents started making videos with no sphere of influence. This year, they're on pace to close more than 100 sales all from leads generated on YouTube. They put a step-by-step -step video program to show you exactly what to do and what not to do to become a YouTube real estate superstar. Visit agentyoutube.com to learn more and sign up today. That's agentyoutube.com. And now, onto the show. Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show, and we have a new website, which we completely redesigned from the ground up to help make it easier to find episodes, to find specific categories of episodes in case you're into a particular series, and you can check out all of that at keepingitrealpod.com. So if you've never visited our website, please do. You might find it pretty useful and helpful. Uh, obviously, most of our listeners subscribe via their podcast app, probably don't even know we have a website. So check it out, keepingitrealpod.com. And also, please follow us on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod. Not only do we post an article every single day that we find online written to help you build your business, but also we post live recordings of our episodes that you can watch in real time as we're recording them. So you don't have to wait a few weeks to uh, listen to our fi finished product. So again, facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now on to our interview with top 1% producer, Jan Morell. Today on the show, we have Jan Morell from Morell Homes with At Properties. Uh, Jan prides himself on putting his client's interests before his own. He's committed to helping his clients stay informed every step of the way by easily accommodating and being accessible, giving them what they need to make the best possible decision. He provides his clients with creative solutions and fresh ideas to any obstacle that arises. And when you work with Jan towards the sale or purchase of a home, you have a real estate partner for life whose integrity and commitment will garnish you the attention and focus you deserve and the expertise you need. In a market where no two homes are identical, this skill makes Jan an invaluable resource to home sellers and home buyers. You can rely on his thorough understanding of the market and how properties should be priced to maximize your ROI. And as an expert marketer, Jan combines the latest social media opportunities with traditional strategies to provide maximum exposure for his listings. Please visit Jan and his team at morellhomes.com. That's M-O-R-E-L homes.com. Jan, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah, us too. This is, um, you were recommended by actually several of our guests. So we're excited to, to meet with you and, and have you on the show. And I know our, our listeners are, are interested as well uh, to hear, you know, sort of how you grow, how you've grown your business and, and even what you're doing now um, in, in light of, you know, our current climate. Um, but we'd love to start at the beginning. You know, can you tell us a little bit about how you got in, uh, involved in real estate? Sure. I, uh, 
So I'm, a, I'm actually a civil engineer undergrad. So I went to University of Illinois. I have an engineering degree. And as I graduated, I got into the field of engineering, helping developers design their roads and sewers for new construction. And um, it was really exciting. But over time, I realized that my, what I did was just one small piece of the, of the puzzle related to how development works. And, and it was an exciting time. There was a lot of activity. This is in the um, late 90s. And so there was, there was really a lot of opportunities. But I was kind of only one small piece. And my uh, career kind of developed into project managing for developments. And there was still more that I wanted to do. Uh, so I ended up leaving kind of one of the larger firms, joined a smaller firm. And what we realized is, is that one of us needed to get their broker's license so that we could have access to information um, that is only available to brokers regarding land opportunities. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So uh, I went off and in one month I learned, you know, studied and passed the, the test. And, um, and, and so I had my license. And so for about four years or no, I guess it would have been more like six years. I had my license, but I didn't do, I wasn't spending, it wasn't my core uh, competency. I was still project management developments. But what happened in 2012 was I made a personal decision that I did not want to be working in exurban developments any longer. I wanted to live and work in the same town that I live. And um, I wanted to control my uh, destiny. And so I knew that um, I knew that I had a really good reputation in the town that I lived in terms of what people thought of me, um, their trust level in me. And so I decided to just dive headfirst into residential real estate in 2013. So it's only been seven years, um, but I had a pretty fast start. Let's just say that. Now, when you, I mean, it is a, a huge shift to going from working, you know, for someone, obviously to yourself. And also, I guess your, your background in, in civil engineering would give you, you know, a, a good understanding of, of real estate or at least that part of it. Um, but, but when you got started, was that difficult for you to make that transition? Yeah. So one of the things that kept me from doing something like this earlier was this belief in my head that I don't. I don't know how to be a salesperson. I'm not a salesperson. I'm an engineer. Right. Um, and what it turns out is that I don't, I'm not sure that's anybody can be a salesperson, I think is the, the main um, message I wanted to make about that because it, it seems like the, um, it seems like it's a hard shift, but if you, if you look at sales, not as like trying to sell something to like earn money, but as in sales is as creating a solution for somebody, then the transition's much easier because essentially what I learned to do was that there's a lot of people that I knew that have that themselves, their friends or their family all had a problem that they needed to solve. And that problem was housing in one shape or form. And one thing about being an engineer you know, a trained engineer is I'm incredibly good at problem solving. Sure. So 
I, I look at the transaction process as actually just getting from point A to point B and always uh, tackling issues head on. And, and so that was, that was um, the aha moment for me was when I realized that actually I know exactly what, how to do this. Um, the hardest part for me was convincing people that while they could, while my friends and family and my sphere of influence could trust me with, you know, a, a school board issue at my church or uh, a zoning question at my, at the village hall, the, the things I had been doing before I became a real estate agent, um, you know, did they, you know, was I ready for them and as a real estate agent? And luckily I had some people, you know, believe in me and, and then things really took off. Um, so, I mean, my first year, I think I had about five and a half or 6 million, I think in volume, something like that. That's, but I want to pause just for a yeah. moment to, to really honor that, to, to, to have done five to 6 million in your first year of production is an incredible success. Um, for all of our listeners, they already know that, but I just wanted to pause and you're, you're too humble to, to really spend much time on that. I'm, I'm sure, but I want to, want to spend a moment, just recognize that that's an incredible, uh, first year for anybody, whether you have a background that's loosely related or adjunctly related to, to, uh, to real estate or not. So congrats on that first year even. Well, I appreciate it. And, um, I didn't. I didn't, didn't really understand that, I think, as I was doing it. Um, and it, like I said, it, 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 it required a few key people to trust me, um, sure. to, to, to launch me. Um, and there was another, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about it now, but there was a, a really another major moment in my first, you know, few months of, you know, diving in headfirst into residential real estate that really set me on a great path. And I can share that with you if you'd like. Please. Okay. So, um, you know, my, this fantastic managing broker, her name's Nina Fotopoulos. Um, and she is, um, she was our managing broker for probably about four or five years at Cobalt Banker. Then she went into becoming like a vice president, like a larger role. But she, she's like, Jan, I really believe in you. And I was like, well, I don't know if I believe in myself. She's like, well, I believe in you. I, I interview people all the time who want to, you know, take this on as a career. And um, I, I just know when I, when, I, when I feel it. And I said, okay, that's really nice to know. And so it's, it's important for someone to, be, to help you by telling you that they believe in you. But I said, listen, I, I know who I am and my friends know who I am, but I feel like I need to have um, something that's recognizable about myself. This is a highly competitive market in the Hinsdale, sure. Clarendon Hills area. Yes. There's a lot of really good agents um, that are that are around here at my firm and other firms, and I enjoy working with them every day. Um, but their brands already existed, and yeah. I was newer, and right. so um, I I went off. She recommended that I inquire with a real estate marketing company out in California. Back, back then it was called Hobbs Herder. Okay. okay. And the guy who was running it was Greg Herder. And at this point there was no Hobbs left. It was just Greg Herder. But I, um, I decided to, um, essentially I hired them to help me create a brand that was exactly who I am. Okay. So, 
one of the biggest mistakes I think people make in any, any type of business is having a brand that doesn't actually match who they are. Yeah, okay. that's, it's, it's such an interesting uh, statement. And, and I fully agree with you. And I think we've done 165 episodes, I think. And this is the first time we were really talking about branding. So I appreciate that. Yeah. So well, I, here's the, uh, everybody has a gift to share, yeah. all of us. And so, you know, leaning into that gift is the way to unlock your potential. And so um, this real estate company was like, they essentially said, okay, they interviewed me. I had to fill out like pages and pages of questions. And then they said, okay, we'll see you in a month. And I said, a month? They're like, yeah, yeah, our writers, they need a month to think about this. I said, okay, that's interesting. I didn't, I never thought about that. Writers and creative people, they need to be left alone. You can't pressure them. Right. Because if you pressure them, you squelch their, their creativity. Yeah. So they came back with this brand and you can see it on my ribbon on my YouTube channel or on my Facebook business page. And it's Jan Morel committed to your success. And people at first, like when, and so when I read it at first, I'm like, that seems kind of, it, it's like, not like the most like, um, tangible, like the most, uh, easy to remember thing, right? Yeah. And there's no, there's nothing in it about real estate. Right. Okay. And they're like, Jan, we've, we've, we've listened to you. We've read about you. You've written us, you've told us about yourself and everything that you're talking about and is all about how essentially you don't, you take something from start to finish. You never quit. You're committed to seeing a positive result. And that's why people are going to want to work with you. And I said, I think you're right. So I included in that marketing package was a website, which I've subsequently gotten a new website. But back then I had my own personal website. I wasn't using Coldwell Banker's website. Um, and the idea was I need to have my own brand outside of Coldwell Banker. And now since then, you know, seven years later, everyone has their own brand. But I, it always cracks me up when I see brands where there's always a key or a house shape. Right. And it's like that, that has nothing to do right. with, with who you are. You're not, you're not telling anybody who you are. And so, um, the, well, anyways, I, I had, I had real estate agents. I heard them making fun of my brand at first. It was hilarious. I, I was oh. like, okay, make fun of it all. That's fine. You know, you know, a, a year later I was selling more homes than them. <laughs> and, and so the, um, the way I, I guess in a nutshell, what I would say about, about having a personal brand is that um, just have your brand match who you are and then live it every day. So um, if you're like, if you're a crazy person, but, but that's who you are, like lean into your craziness. There, there's going to be other people that like that craziness. It's always more important to have you know, a dedicated group of people that would want your type of service, even if that means that some groups won't, then being, being unnoticeable. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I, I think we, we don't talk enough about branding. We talk a lot about service and we talk a lot about um, what, what we do for clients in either a general or specific way, but to have your own 
brand, your own sort of small mission statement that you're able to articulate to, to your customers and to have it authentically reflect who you actually are as a human is a, in the strengths that you possess is, is a really important thing because, you know, I'm, I'm on your website now, I'm looking at it and it right, right up front does say Jan Morel committed to your success. And if that's true, if that's, you know, if I'm thinking of hiring Jan to, to help me buy or sell uh, or rent, and I know that that's who he is, well, that's really all I need to know that somebody is committed to my sex, success because actually that's what most people are looking for. They're looking for someone who is actually committed. And the fact that that reflects, you know, you as, as who you are inside is, is a great match. And uh, so I, th I would say that was, that was um, a, go a good project to have a, a third party company help you with that and, and, and drill down and, and identify. It's not, it's not cheap. I'm sure, yeah. But you have to invest in yourself as a real estate agent. Um, and so the, um, I had, I've had this discussion with a lot of new, new people that have entered the business. I'm always willing to talk to new people that are looking to get into real estate and share with them um, some of the things that I've done. I'm, I'm not scared of that at all. I think, I think there's plenty of room for all the competent agents. You know, if, if schleps want to come and go from this business, they will, that's going to happen automatically. I don't have to do anything. Right. They, they won't try. They don't work hard. That's going to automatically happen. But, you know, new, young, up and coming agents that are dedicated to elevating the craft of being a realtor, I'm all for that. Yeah, and I'm sure you've seen a lot of people come and go in, in, in seven years. And it's, it's amazing. You know, you've had a tremendous level of success. I wanted to ask you specifically, because you're, you're uh, west of the city of Chicago, uh, for, our, for our listeners. Uh, Jan, of course, works, you know, in, in many areas, but he hyper focuses in, in his hometown. He talked about that earlier, which is Clarendon Hills and the surrounding communities. Can you talk, tell our listeners how, how, how important was it for you to pick a geographic location and, and sort of make that your true north? Again, not to say that you won't help outside of those, those boundaries, but, but making the majority of, of your focus that area. Has, has that really helped your business? And also from a branding perspective, has that helped as well? Well, okay. So it's a, it's a good question. I, as I mentioned at the beginning, my goal was to work and live yeah. in the same area. And, but I talked to other agents and I, I, I and I listened to my managing broker. I, I listened to her experience and I trusted in her mm. and, you know, all signs pointed to the fact that, um, you know, whatever you focus on grows. Okay. So if you want to focus on real estate all over Chicagoland, you're going to get more real estate all over Chicagoland. Okay. Good point. You're going to focus on only doing business within a five mile radius of Clarendon Hills. Then that's the only place you're going to get new business, but there's plenty of business there. Yeah. There's plenty to go. There's, there's plenty of people wanting to buy and sell to, to make ends meet for me. And so, um, there was a time I, I remember there was a time where someone, you know, I had a, I had a, a ref, someone had recommended me to a friend who lived in Elmhurst. Right. And some people would call me crazy, but I said, I, I don't take listings in Elmhurst. 
And, and for our listeners, we, we should break in for a moment and say Elmhurst is not that far away from, from Clarendon Hills. I mean, it's, it's, it's a distance, uh, but it, we're not talking about a giant, giant distance, but, but this is to your point. It's five miles away <laughs> or six or something, or I don't remember. It's about 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. Buyers buy, I I'm in a homers all the time with buyers because buyers look in larger areas. So like I, it's, it is totally normal for me to have buyers say, I want to look at Elmhurst, Hinsdale, and Downers Grove or something like that. So I'm in Elmhurst all the time. Now, it doesn't mean I have to take listings there. Right. And the reason, and this is going to be, this is the main reason. I can't service my clients with the effort that I promised them when I have to drive 15, 20 minutes to get there. I won't do it. I won't, like, I just, I know that I'll take a shortcut and like not, not do the thing that I would do for the local closer listing. So why I'm doing them a disservice. So why, why would I want to do that? And then the other thing is, so let's say I sell that house in Elmhurst. That's just going to get me another listing in Elmhurst. <laughs> right. So that's a good, a good problem, but still a problem. Right. Yeah. And now I've got another listing in Elmhurst that I don't <laughs> want to. So, and I'm, I'm not trying to pick on Elmhurst. I think the idea is, is that, yeah. is that, you know, I've watched some like awesome younger agents come in with, who have just focused so heavily on one area. And I, and I drive around that area and I see their signs everywhere. And I'm like, that's yeah. awesome. You're dominating that area. I don't see their sign anywhere else, but it doesn't right. need to be anywhere else. Right. That's a, that's a super powerful statement. We, we've talked a lot over the years with, with episodes or interviews with agents who pretty much all say focus in one area, but this idea of what you focus on, you will get more of is, is really important. So, so you're saying, well, even though Elmhurst is five miles, you know, 15 minutes away, uh, and knowing yourself saying, you know, I, I might not actually go above and beyond to the extent that I would for someone here in my local community, and it's better for me to refer it out to someone Correct. who specializes there. And, and maybe that broker in, in Elmhurst would think about you the next time they have a, a Clarendon Hills client. And, and that has happened. That has absolutely happened. Um, the, uh, I also don't do real estate in, in the city of Chicago. Um, I, in fact, I just made a referral this morning uh, to another broker in the city because I'm just, I'm not an expert there. All I would be doing is my client a disservice for my personal gain. And that is the beginning of the end. Uh, I get a sense that integrity is very, very important to you. It seems that you have, you have your business and your practice set up with, with a very specific set of, uh, of guidelines and rules. Uh, and, and again, related to your, your tagline, committed to your success. And if you feel like you're unable to give that le highest level of service simply because it's not your area of focus, you're willing to, you know, to refer that to another agent so that client can, get, can, can achieve success. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, um, sorry. Uh, I'm at the home office. It's, uh, everyone is, <laughs> I know, I know, uh, the, uh, but, um, and I'm trying to remember where we were, but, um, I forgot where we were at. Well, just the idea of, of, of being hyper-local. And I also imagine that from a branding perspective and, and you being able to, uh, be out in the community. It's much easier when you're yes. focused in one area to make yourself more visible and, and 
you know, be, be more active in the community when it's just one area. That, that's right. And so um, all of my marketing is centered around my, the, 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 the core area that I need to maintain a base of business in. And um, I, I tend to, uh, I want to be the main sponsor of anything that I'm involved in. Um, that, and, and if that means not sponsoring something at, you know, at all, then that's fine. Like you can't, you can't sponsor everything. But I think one of the, you know, one of the things that people do that I just think they just have to, you just got to be smart about how you spend your money. And so the idea of of quarter page ads, every issue that, that makes no sense. I I watch agents do it all the time. Um, I, when I started my first year, I, part of my branding idea, again, I needed to get people to know who I was in a, in a, in a, in a sea of sharks. Okay. Sure. Um, and so I was in every other issue of a very popular magazine. People didn't know that I wasn't in every issue. They had no idea. Right. They can't remember that. They, but they get every issue, but they, they just, but they see me every other one. And then I would flip through that magazine and I would see this small little ad in the corner, you know, every single episode. And I'm like, I mean, I, I, I might be the only person who noticed it only because I was looking for who else was advertising in there, Sure. but the average person isn't seeing it. And so and the same goes for event sponsorships, um, all that type of stuff. Um, it's that, that I'm, I want to be the main sponsor and I am in, in most cases. Yeah, I, I think that that's really important. And also from a, just a knowledge perspective, you, I, I'm sure feel that, that you know more about real estate in Clarendon Hills and the, and the surrounding areas. Um, then, then the rest of, and you know, obviously you're, you're a humble person, but, but just sheer knowledge objectively, you must have more. And even doing the seven years, you probably just know more than other brokers who, who maybe dabble in and out of the area. Well, I mean, every, every agent has their, their main focused area. And for me, it's Clarendon Hills. And so what has happened is that, so over the last, you know, from, for the last four or five years in a row, I've sold the most real estate in this town. And what has that garnered me? That means that when I have other top agents in the area who, I, who know me and know that I focus in this, in this neighborhood, um, they come to me with their buyer needs. They'll be like, hey, I got buyers. What, do you else, what listings do you have coming on that aren't on the market just yet? Or vice versa, I have a listing coming on. Do you have any buyers? I'll get you in first. These are all things that now, you know, that over the last, you know, four or five years have put my clients in a position to outperform everybody else because th- people know who to call when they have a potential client. They, they want, they want to get, they want insider info and I have it. Um, and being a smaller town, remember Clarendon Hill is only 8,000 people. So this is, this is a small town with a, it, it's a, it's a 1.5 square miles. And in 1.5 square miles, I pretty much know all the tricky spots uh, in town. I know the good streets. I know which areas have had um, uh, water issues. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, why? Because during major storms, I drive around. Um, I want to. I want to see it with my own eyes. So um, yes. I mean, hey, by the way, the, the agent that I referred the, the, this business to in the city this morning, who's in Chicago, um, he's like, 
He's like, this is perfect. He goes, I know all the buildings. I know all their assessments. I know which buildings have problems, which don't, which have special assessments coming. I'm like, that is awesome. That's exactly what I don't know. Right. And, and, and nor, nor could you easily even get that information. You, you'd have to do a tremendous amount of research and maybe even then you still wouldn't because you wouldn't have had all those years of experience. So. Right. Right. It's funny. I was, I was thinking back, I live uh, in the city here in, in an area called river North. And obviously you know that, but just to our listeners, it's a little part of our city here. And I remember about maybe even before I, I got into uh, this business, I was, I saw a billboard and it said, um, no, it was before I got in this business. I was in IT and I was looking to live in, in River North and I saw a billboard and it said, uh, and it's actually subsequently, this gentleman's been on our show is Michael, his name's Michael Rosenblum. He's, um, I, I forget if, I think he's at Berkshire Hathaway. Anyway, it doesn't matter, but really nice guy. And he, um, he had a billboard and it didn't even say his name on it. It just said, Mr. River North. Uh, mm. com, and I don't think it exists anymore, but it said underneath it, I've sold more homes in River North than any other agent. And it was a huge number, like hundreds of homes. And I was thinking, and of course, I at this time didn't even know any real estate agents. And I said, well, if I was going to buy a place in River North, I guess I'm going with that guy because he, he is like, that's his brand. He clearly is having success. And unless he's lying, he sold more homes than anyone. And uh, and, and I just remember thinking at first, like I sort of thought, oh, that's a really in your face sort of ad. And then I went, yeah, but it's a really smart branding play because that's who he is. And, um, and again, I think he's expanded a little bit, uh, since then, but I thought, um, you know, sort of to your point about, you know, being the Clarendon and Clarendon Hills is a much smaller area. Um, could first, when I saw the Mr. River North ad, I thought, well, he's really limiting himself. I mean, this is, I didn't know anything. Um, I thought, well, that's kind of it. And then I thought, oh no, actually that's really, really smart. So you would think also in an area of 8,000 homes, um, I think there'd probably be a lot of listeners maybe who live in more rural areas where there aren't large populations. Um, and, and, you know, Jan lives not very far from the city. He's not that far away. And he's obviously, uh, there's a million other suburbs uh, bordering where, where you are as well. But just a hyper focus in that one area takes, really takes a lot of courage, I think, to think, well, this is my area. There's enough business for, for you know, for me. And I'm going to be able to make a name for myself. Um, how long did it take you before you felt like um, you really had a good handle on, on that, on the real estate uh, just information about real estate in Clarendon Hills. Did it take years or was it quicker than that? Well, again, I was on the zoning board here in my town for six years. So I, I, I knew the lay of the land I, and I'm an engineer. So like I maps are like in, ingrained in my head. Yeah. Um, I, I think the, so that part wasn't difficult. Um, I think that I, I didn't believe I had truly kind of created a sustainable lifestyle. It took, it took, I, I feel like it was the end of the, so my first year was, it was really only like eight months. Um, and then at the end of the second year, when I, when I had 13 million in volume, the second year, wow. that's when, that's when I was like, okay, I think, um, you know, like, I think this is going to work out here. Um, and I was like, boy, you know, and I was looking up at some of these people that were selling, you know, 20, 30, 40 million. I'm like, I'm never going to get there. And, um, you know, it's, it's gone, it's gone well. I, um, I will say this about Mr. River North. Um, and this could happen, this can happen to anybody. Sure. 
the where is Mr. River North today? Right? So yeah. the question is, did Mr. River North burn out? Um, did Mr. River North, um, you know, did, is he still around? Maybe he's around. I have no idea. But there, yeah. there, are, there are stories out there where sometimes agents can burn out or sure. if they're not actually living up to the, to the expectations they're setting, things can, things can, can, can fall apart. Um, and, and rep, all you have is your reputation. Yeah. So, um, while it may be limiting to, to, to focus on, on, on an area that has 8,000 residents and 2000 some homes or whatever, um, it does allow me to provide that level of effort that you can only do when you know you have a two minute drive to your listing, um, right. or a walk to your listing. Um, and that then, but that's what the, that's, that's what they tell their friends. And then they tell their friends yeah. and that's the level of service that then kind of makes sure that you have consistent business. Yeah, I could, I couldn't agree more. I think it's, it's um, a bit of a misnomer to think, well, don't limit yourself to working in a, in, in an area that's not as heavily populated as maybe a neighboring community because if, if you think about it, um, you know, it's easier to be the big fish in, in the smaller pond. It takes a lot more work to become that bigger fish, of course, and you have to out know, your knowledge has to, your, your skill set and knowledge has to be higher than anyone also playing in that, in, in that community. But boy, that's, I, I'm so glad that, that you shared that because I, I think there's a lot of our, our listeners who think, well, maybe I should start expanding my geographic area. And until you've even mastered one area, you know, you can be that big fish and it takes time. It takes years, even, uh, even for someone uh, obviously like Jan, who's, who's had tremendous success, you know, pretty quickly um, and, and obviously continued success. I, I would love to ask you how things have changed. We are now, uh, as the time of recording this, um, you know, we're still at a stay at home uh, environment here in Illinois. Um, realtors are deemed essential, so thankfully uh, they can still work to some extent. Other states, it's not quite that way. Um, how has your business shifted? Are, are you still as busy as you were? Are you busy in a different way? Um, you know, what's, what's shifted for you? Okay, so good question, and I get this question a lot, like pretty much all the time. Sure. Um, from friends that are in town, you know, I'm walking the dog. That's the first thing someone wants to ask me. Um, but, you know, luckily so far, my family's healthy. Who knows? We could have had this thing and it's just asymptomatic. We just don't, we have no idea. Okay. So, um, what the bottom line is, is that showings are down 50%. Sure. But contracts are not, they're down 25% or something like that. So, so what's happening is, is that, um, the, the buyers that are coming out to look at homes, they're, they're motivated. They're serious buyers. They're not tire kickers. No right. one's tire kickering. So it's actually a little bit nicer for the list, for the sellers to not have randoms walking around that really aren't serious. Um, the, um, I, I'm selling about a house a week right now, um, but the average price of what I'm selling is lower than what it has been in the past, meaning that there, there's my lower, my, my less expensive homes are still selling at the same speed that they have in the past. What's more difficult is the higher end homes. So those are taking more time. 
but that's been happening but but that's been happening for years we've had a slow um you know upper end market here in clarendon hills in the western suburbs for the last four or five years it's been slow because we have net negative migration out of the state and so as the prop property taxes go up and our state's condition goes gets even more difficult to deal with people everybody's trying to get into in into taxes or ten thousand or less and stuff like that and that that means that we have a lot of downsizers that are looking to get down and we have a lot of first-time home buyers so that 400 to 700 range is getting is like totally fine like it's yeah. like there's plenty of buyers it's above that that is um more difficult and so but nonetheless we um we're we're still transacting. We're, we're we're following all the rules. We're not having open houses. Although I'm using Facebook Live for virtual tours or in virtual open houses, excuse me. And so if anybody goes to my my business page, that you'll see they're all there. Um, and then I've been posting them on my YouTube channel after because what happens is is that when somebody calls about wanting a showing or like, hey, tell me a little bit more about that house, I'll be like, hey, just go to my YouTube channel or send them a link. Say here, you watch my my Facebook open house. It's 30 minutes long. And so their, their clients can look at it. So we're all creating new normals of how to function. And um, I think it, my opinion is that our real, for as a profession, real estate is doing better than a lot of other professions, okay? And so when I, I've talked to some of my attorney friends and they have nothing to do because right. nobody's suing anybody, okay? And you can't go to court and everything's being postponed. So like they really can't, they're not able to function as, as it, you know, as well. And so real estate being an essential business in Illinois was a critical part of that stay order. And don't get me wrong. Like I, I don't really like going on showings right now. Like every time I got to put a mask on gloves, I'm sanitizing my hands and I, I have to come back home to a house with a wife and three daughters and say, I hope I didn't bring it home with me. <laughs> sure. like, I don't want to do that. But, right. but I'm, I'm doing it because I want to earn a living and it's, it, it's, it's a, it's a core function, I guess. So I'm doing it. Well, that's great. Are you spending more time on video chats or zoom meetings with clients? Have it, was that something you were doing prior? Are you doing more of it now since there's less outside activity as, as opposed to inside the home? Okay. So what I, um, so I never really used kind of these Zoom or go to meeting stuff before. I didn't really use it. Um, and there's two, it's, so now when people are like, hey, let's have a conference call, they'll be like, hey, let's just do a Zoom call. I'm like, okay, so now, so now we have some people that are using Zoom when they could have, you could still just do a regular phone call. Sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. But the other thing is, is that, so like, for instance, tomorrow I'm taking out some clients uh, in Hinsdale to go look at six homes. And, um, on Monday of this week, I had a, we had a Zoom, we had a Zoom to, so I could show them the neighborhoods and talk about it and I could draw on the map and, and do it. This is all stuff I would have done while we were driving around, except I won't be in the same car as them. Right. So I, I can't do that. So Zoom is used, I'm using it for neighborhood tours, I guess, for all intent and purposes to, 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 to visually show somebody what I'm saying. Um, when I, when normally I would have done that in the same vehicle as them. 
Yeah. How are you, are you staying in touch? Um, more, I know a lot of, I mean, you're busy, you're, you're selling a home a week, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, but in, in your, in your downtime, um, or, or in the more time you might have now from, from not running around as much outside, uh, are, are you staying in touch more with your clients? Are you, uh, how are you using some of, and again, I know you're busy, but in some of that additional time, how are you spending it? So I'm, I'm, I am, um, I'm trying to stay in touch with my, I'm trying not to change my marketing plan that I set last fall for 2020. Okay. So all of my touch points are the same. The only difference is, is that some of the events that I normally would be talking to people at, I can't do that. So I'm, I'm trying to, to keep touches going in different ways. I walk my dog. I see people around town. It's a, it's a critical part of my job, believe it or not. Sure. So um the uh i have been shooting some videos to explain how i work and i've been posting those on my on on facebook i've been posting those on uh my youtube channel um i recently posted a video about what the mls private network is sure um, and and how why it's important specifically right now and 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 how it's gonna be important moving forward and so I'm trying to provide content on, on social media and I'm trying to, but, but I'm not, one thing I'm not great at is um, sharing every little thing about my family on Facebook. Right. Like um, I have never typed into Facebook something like this, um, which is like my pet peeve, like, 13 years ago today, <laughs> I married the most wonderful person in the history of the world. You know, I've never done that. I can't stand those things. And so like, I, that's probably one of my biggest bugaboos is that like, I just, I, I like conversing with people, but that's just, you're just showing off. You're just, you're just yeah. telling people yeah. stuff. It's just brutal. Yeah. Look at my, look at my beautiful meal. I I'm eating. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's been, that's been, hard. but it's, it's actually pushed me to use social media which is something that I just haven't wanted to do much, but it's this, this situation has forced my hand. So like, I always think that you can always learn something from every situation. And this is what I'm going to learn how to do because eventually we're going to go back to more of a, a regular reality. It might not be till 2021, 20, but we will. And hopefully I won't forget to use some of these new channels that I've learned. Well, it is an opportunity, I think, to develop additional skills uh, right now. And I, I want to just honor you again for, or not again, but, but honor you for what you said about creating uh, content, because I think ultimately, you know, that's, that's maybe the best use of social media is, is to connect with people, of course, but also to provide content to the people, especially if you're a business. And in this case, we're talking to realtors who are a business. Um, you know, the, Jan mentioned the private listing network or, you know, these pri that, that's what we call it here in the Chicagoland area. Um, not every area has, has one of these, but this is really important because you created content explaining it to people. And I'm guessing 99% of the public has no idea what that is. And, and from watching your videos, they're going to learn. And, and it's a relatively newer thing uh, for real estate here in Chicago. And it's very important, especially as you mentioned right now, um, and just educating clients on, on things like this. I guess now we have, have a little bit more time to help create some of this content that Maybe we don't uh, when, when we're running around as much. So um, yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, and, and I'll say this about, about our local MLS. You know, the National Association of Realtors, I think, was, was established here in Chicago. I think it yeah. was created here. Mm -hmm. And 
I think the MLS was invented here. I think we, we, Chicago's been at the cutting edge of, of that. And one thing that's really awesome about our MLS here is that we have one huge MLS for everything. Yeah, we're lucky. You go, you go to like New York. I think they have like multiple different MLSs in the same city. So, so New York doesn't even have a, a real MLS, but Atlanta has like two or three. So New yeah. York doesn't even have one. I mean, they have, they have other things, but they don't even have an actual, it's crazy. Yeah, um, it is crazy. Yeah. And it makes it much more difficult to, to see an organized, um, you know, a list uh, aggregation of all of these listings. It's, it makes it almost impossible to figure out. Yeah, well, and and that's that's why I thought that the like the topic of like the private MLS was, you know, people people need to know how how it works so that it can be used to their advantage. Yeah. Well, I think this is a great place to wrap up. You've provided so much value to our listeners, and I really appreciate um, all your guidance. I know our, our, our fans are, are going to be huge fans of yours um, just from listening to this interview. But I also want to, uh, to, to mention that, obviously, Jan is, is never too busy um, to, to, to talk with you if you are someone who is looking to work with him um, or his team. He's got a team. His wife's on his team. He's got other team members as well. And, and Jan, if there are any buyers, sellers, investors, renters um, that are, are, are out your way or looking in your area in the Clarendon Hills and surrounding uh, communities from there, um, what's the best way someone should reach out to you? I, the, the best way is to text me or call me. My number is 630-624-6100. I just think that's the easiest. It's my personal cell phone. Um, I give it out to everybody. And so... I try to turn. I try to turn it off. Lately, I've been turn putting on airplane mode at ten o'clock, and then I turn it back on at seven. But um, the that's the easiest way to reach me. And um, thank you so much for having me on your show. Yeah, and also you can email Jan directly at Jan, which is J A N at Morel again M O R E L Homes dot com. Please visit uh, his team's website, which is morelhomes.com. and also. Follow Jan on both Facebook. Just search for Jan Morel. You'll find his business page there as well as on YouTube. Just do a search. We'll, we'll post a link to it. Uh, but Jan Morel at YouTube. You can watch some of these, uh, these videos that, that Jan is creating um, and has, has created and, and you know, that is consistent with his brand and his level of success. And I've always said success leaves clues, you know, and our listeners, they do that when they hear an interview they like, they go follow people's uh, YouTube and, and Facebook and they, they want to see what you're posting. So now the pressure's on to keep pumping out that content just for our listeners. Um, but on behalf of our listeners, Jan, we want to say thank you uh, I was telling Jan before that um, I grew up in an area that morel mushrooms were a big, big deal, and they very rarely came around. So I was joking with him about that. But if, if everyone listening, if you ever get a chance to have a morel mushroom, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, like, run head first towards it because it's a very, very big deal. Um, and also, uh, so on behalf of the listeners, Jan, thanks for everything you've shared. And, and also on behalf of Jan and myself to the listeners, we want to say thank you for continuing to listen and support our show. We really appreciate everyone um, tuning in. And then we ask just that you do two quick things for us, for everyone listening before we sign off. Number one, uh, think of a, a telefriend. Think of another real estate professional that could benefit from having heard uh, this particular episode with Jan and send it over 
over to them. If you know another agent that's, whether they're struggling or new to the business or just wanting to get to the next level, send them over. We actually just revamped our website. You can send them, you can send them right over to our website, keepingitrealpod.com uh, or just pull up any podcast app, search for Keeping It Real, we'll, we'll pop right up. And then la second, follow us as well on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash Keeping It Real Pod. Not only do we uh, post links to all of our episodes, but every single day we find an article that someone's written online designed to help you grow your business and we post it there. So there's no filler. It's all, uh, I guess, all fat, they say, all fat, no filler. Um, and, uh, you know, please follow us there as well. So Jan, thank you so much. We really appreciate your, your participation. You're a great guest and uh, we wish you I'd wish you continued success, but you don't need it. So just keep doing what you're doing. And um, our, we're excited to continue to watch your progress. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed this. Thank you.